Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the podcast from World Radio Gardening. This edition brought to you by Bayer Garden. Well, if you've been following the story, Bayer Garden now have a small garden that has nothing in it. It's based in St Ives and it's just waiting for imports. Ken Crowther has been to meet Anita from Bayer and they're talking plans for this garden. There we are back at St Ives in this yes. lovely little garden. And um, we've got some ideas, haven't we, for this month? Yes, we have. It's a bit warmer now, isn't it, it is than indeed. it was before when we were last here. You can feel the sun. So, yeah, the, the uh, thought is this time, um, because it is a small garden, and we can't change that, no. there's nothing we can do about that. And we actually ought to just emphasise that it is it's about seven metres by five metres. Yep, um, We've got a wall on one side, haven't we? Yes, a nice then, long wall down one side, old, an old wall, which mm. looks quite a nice feature wall, to be honest. And on the other two sides, fence. fence. Yes. And the house on the other. Yes. So plenty of walls to adorn with plants. Yes. And I think the important thing here is that because we haven't got the ground space, if you like, to use the vertical structures that we have to increase the, uh, uh, you know, the potential to grow. To grow. We grow them in containers here against the wall, aren't we? Because it's got a, it, we've got this mulch base, haven't we, here? So we could... We can put climbers in containers, can't we? Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of a living wall can be many things. So, for example, yes, you could start off with a pot with uh, some climbers in it. There's absolutely no reason why you couldn't do that. You could put up some trellis. You could maybe just have something as simple as ivy, which is evergreen. Um, some of them flower in the, in the winter, which is very useful for um, bees mm. and butterflies and also provide some um, protection for birds as well. Um, or you could have something like uh, clematis, something like that. Mm. It's tracky, growing up a wall. Trachyspermum with its lovely Yeah, the scented. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, you could so get carried away, really, couldn't you? You could, and I think that's dangerous for us, too, to Is be it? honest. Yes. Gary Liptica for the winter cake. Oh, well, there you are, you see, you're off. Dendron for the yellow. Oh, you're off, you yeah, see, yeah. yeah that's so, it. really, that's go, it's going to a garden centre looking for wall shrubs and climbers. Now, a climber would need a bit of um, perhaps some wires or trellis, wouldn't yes. it? Whereas a wall shrub... Are normally sort of, well, like Gary Liptica, it's, it's more of a structured shrub and it would sit there quite happily without support. That's right. But bear in mind that some plants, like ivy and some of the uh, the other ivy Parthenosis. plants... Parthenosis. Thank you. Name escaped me there for a moment. Yes, they send out those little Tendril, uh, tendrils, which can... Self-clean, isn't it? Self-clean. Yeah. So they could damage walls, so you do need to think about where you're Check. perhaps going to grow those. So we could all. cover this wall... In climbers. You could. We could cover the fence, the fence in climbers. Yes. In fact, we could have climbers all around if you we could. wanted. Well, is that could. boring? There are other things that you can do. Oh, come on then. What are we going to do? So there, there, there are some quite sort of on vogue or trendy things that we can do these days um, with regard to creating you know, what we'll call a living wall. Um, so you can, for example, if we were thinking about the fence, yep. where we could easily side, yeah. Yeah, clip... You, you could have these pouches oh, right, yeah. that you could clip over the top of the fence if you can indeed get to the top of the fence or you could quite easily attach them to the to the Because you've got the Aris rail running across there. You could just put screws in there yeah, and hang them on there. Exactly. So do they come in different sizes? They come in different sizes. So you could, for example, the number of pouches or cells, if you like, would be uh, different in number. Maybe the length of them 
would be slightly different. So you could maybe have a number of these individual cells along the wall in gaps, with gaps in between. So you, you could, could put make, climbers in between. Yeah, yeah, or a pot with a plant coming oh, out yes, in the gap. That's a good idea. To, you know, it's just a, a different way of filling. Or you could have like a block of these cells, for example. So you could actually cover the fence, really, couldn't you? You could if you wanted to, mm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what are we going to grow in these, then? Well, I think because they're in pouches or little pockets, mm -hmm. if you like, they're not going to be there for a long period of time. So I would be inclined to think temporary plants, bedding plants, that type of thing, where you're, you know, that they would be there only for a few months. Um, with those type of plants, because they are in pouches, you would, of course, need to, whatever you put in those pouches, you'd have to make sure that they're watered and fed regularly because the amount of compost that you might have... Isn't massive, is ..isn't it? going to be that big, and the plant that grows from that might be quite large. So you will need to make sure that you're supplying them with everything that they need to continue. Still, we've got our watering cans from buying earlier in the season, so we're all right for watering cans, yeah, so you say, aren't we? Maybe make sure you use the right colour watering can. Exactly. <laughs> or the other watering can, if you're not going to be using it for weed killing, make sure you rinse it out three times and then... Or you can write on it, couldn't you? You could. Fertiliser only or something Fertiliser like that. Fertiliser only. So we've talked about annuals and you could have all the... I mean, it's, I think it's one company's doing the year of the petunia and they're all, do, all different ideas from different seed companies. So we could buy either buying plug plants or we could go to the Good. garden centre and buy bigger plants. Yep. We could, you know, you just plant anything really, can't you? You can. I mean, I think bedding plant or those type of plants are, qu are quite nice. Um, and you and you can imagine what they'd look like because mm. you see them so commonly in hanging baskets and things. So you get an idea of what some of those plants might look like. Petunias. Sweet, sweet peas you can grow that way as well, yeah. hanging down. They yeah. look good. They would look lovely tumbling down. And, of course, you know, some of the other um, popular uh, hanging basket plants. Like the trailing geraniums. Trailing and, uh, geraniums, petunias. Oh, it did, you I'll tell you, you just go on and on, can't yeah. you, really? But... What about, I've seen also strawberries. You could grow yeah. strawberries in pouches just for the year, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't just have your strawberry bed hanging off your fence. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be ideal because the the, stra the, the uh, stems with the fruit would just hang down. It'd look at, make a really nice feature, particularly when they're in flower and you've got the... The, the, uh, fruit the fruit to well. look forward yeah, to. Exactly. And what about tumbling tomatoes? Now, come on, that's a good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea because, again, they were developed a few years ago, weren't they, I think, and the big thing at the time mm. was that you can put them in, in hanging baskets. So they'd go in pouches as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. And, and not forgetting, um, the other one I've seen in a, a similar situation was actually, believe it or not, runner beans. Really? Yeah. You can grow those in pouches, you know, as long as you don't put too many in a pouch because they draw too much compost. They draw too much feed, wouldn't they, yeah. from that compost. But, yeah, and they'd hang down and they flower and they... Give yes, you, and they'd be beans. good for bees as well, wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, really, I suppose, within reason, you could, in theory, put anything yeah. in them, but you just have to be mindful of perhaps the variety and maybe the number of plants yeah. that you're putting in per... And get a good display. Because the thing is that... As I mentioned before, you would need to feed them and make sure they're watered. So if you had too many plants in one pot, there might not be enough resource for them. But what you would always need to do, regardless of the number of plants you've got per pouch, is to feed them. And a good plant food that we have now is the Baby Bio 
um, outdoor plant food. We've gone That'd outdoors ideal, with the baby yeah. bio range. Um, so you'd be able to use that. Uh, we've got two bottles, one for flowering um, plants and shrubs and also one for edibles. Oh, from a runner beans, you see? So for your runner beans, Ken, yes. So, and you'd use that every two weeks, just a few drops in, um, in some water. I think it's 10 millilitres or something like that in, in a, a litre of water um, at that rate. Um, perfect. I mean, that's, that will have everything. It's got biostimulants in it as well, which will help the plants um, enhance the uh, use of the nutrients already in there and obviously its environmental surroundings. So really, our small garden is starting to come to life with colour. I'm getting quite excited about it, really. And that's just pouches and little cells. I mean, you could take it even further if you wanted to. You could build something. You could build something, Ken. I know you men oh. like to construct. So, for example, if we were turned to the, uh, to the wall, to the wall, because it's a more solid structure. Um, I mean, this wall's lovely because it, it's really old, isn't it? Mm. It's uh, got some really interesting colour in it with the bricks. Um, but you can buy kind of units whereby they've got cells built within them. So you could have more of a sustainable kind of Per, more of a permanent structure if you wanted and to. And maybe a water feature somewhere as well. You could you perhaps think? have a like water that feature. I love that idea. The only thing I would say is if you were having uh, water plants in it or indeed fish or any aquatic life, that the water that had nutrients in it with oh, the baby the bio in it mm. was separate. You'd need, you know, I'm sure you, I think you can get these units where the water is just pumped round so it, it's recycled. Mm. Now, obviously, you top it up when it gets low, but the water feature below would need to be separate, separate i.e., not with nutrients in it. But yeah, I mean, wow, that would be amazing. So, what a garden we've created. Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> Ken Crowther speaking to Anita from Bayer Garden looking and hoping for that incredible garden. Aren't we all doing that? Well, we've got the small garden. There's talk of the water feature and plants to put in it. But where are you going to place those plants? Raised beds. That's the next topic on the agenda, or perhaps the next topic that's been raised. We go back to the garden in St Ives with Bayer Garden and Anita talking more to Ken Crowther. Why do people keep wanting to have raised beds because they're, they're, they're sort of are they trendy or is it just that they're more helpful what do you think it is i think there's uh, lots of reasons ken why people have raised beds i think yeah they might be trendy i suppose but i think they're more useful i think there are particular reasons why people have raised beds so for example if you don't have a particularly large border or bed currently but you've already got plants in there that you want to keep so you could have an area for a raised bed where you grow exclusively vegetables for example or you could choose particularly the types of plants you want to grow in those uh, raised beds like cut flowers for example vegetables or, or roses or another reason uh, people would have raised beds is um, lots of people love to grow plants that they can't grow in their gardens, like ericaceous plants, for oh, example. That makes you know, sense. Yep. so if they wanted to grow rhododendrons and azaleas, but they've got just awful clay soil or it's just very alkaline, so not the soil type at all to grow those sort of plants, or you want to grow blueberries, things like that, to have an area where you can 
grow specific things. You can manipulate the soil, manipulate those growing areas so you can grow what you, you would like to grow. And it was there. interesting you mentioned clay there because I suppose if you've got a wet, wet sort of clay based area, perhaps yeah. it floods a bit in the winter. To bring a raised bed up would actually get away from that flooding, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, the trouble with clay soils, if you want to talk about clay soils, clay soils are really, really good. Trouble with clay soils is they get really, really cold and they stay colder for longer during the winter. They tend to be more wet and they hold on to the wet or the moisture. Mm. And in the summer, if we ever have a hot summer again, they tend to crack and become very dry and very hard. So, so they're raised hard. bed would do the job, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you can then put what, what soil you like in there. You can increase the drainage, you can increase the fertility, the organic matter, the pH, you can mess around with that. And also, not getting away from that, the access to raised beds is a lot easier. So, for example, if, like me, you're getting a bad back, you know, you find it difficult to bend or it, it's... So it's just a bit higher It's to just work. a bit higher. So um, mothers maybe with toddlers, mm. they want to encourage their children oh, that's for gardening, then yeah. they could have it raised. Just makes it a little bit... I mean, it doesn't have to be a big bed. could be as, as much as a little trough or something like that. That's a bed that's raised, I mean, technically. Mm. So, you, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a honking great big raised bed area, but, you know, you can use it. There's several reasons why you would have one. So let's look at... Um, We've talked about what you can grow in them, um, and then you would adapt the soil to suit. You said you, you could can. grow blueberries, which would be acid lovers, so yes. you could make an acid-based soil with adding different things to it to improve it and make it acid. Yes. Uh, you could also put like, camellias and, and, and things like that in that acid yeah. bed as well, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah, camellias, rhododendrons, yeah. azaleas, all those type of plants that lots of people... Uh, struggle with to, in certain areas yeah. isn't it? and if you want lots of them to instead of having them in individual pots it might be more suitable for you or to make more of a vertical structure and more of a statement in your garden then you can just have a you know a designated raised bed and also the good thing with the raised bed because you're going to construct it you can have it wherever you want in the garden you yeah you might need to move a few plants out of the way or cut some of the lawn or you know, to, to put it there. But yeah. you can choose where you want that to be, which is it, which is quite nice. So vegetables, another good way of growing them. Cut flowers, a lovely one to do, That's isn't it? That's nice, isn't it? You can have that a, be lovely? a row of different cut flowers, gladioli yeah, and, and all in row. Oh, you yeah. could just go on and on, no, really, it would be you? really nice. Now, is it expensive to build one? Because, you know, you see them and they're all very, you know, they're this posh sort of sleepers and they look very expensive to build. Or you could build it in brick, but that would cost a lot of money, wouldn't it? There are other ways. I mean, yes, they do look nice in sleep with sleepers, but sleepers are quite expensive. They're extremely heavy. You'd have to have them delivered. Um, well, chances are you'd have to have them delivered. You'd need to know some nice strong men mm. or strong men uh, to to help you um, build you know. it. There. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't have to be expensive. Yes, you can do it with bricks. So you could just get some old paving stones. You can buy paving slabs. I could just cheaply. drop them into the ground a bit, and they stay yeah. upright. No, you just backfill it with compost. I mean, that that's it. It's a raised bed. Or you no. could get bits of wood, planks, yeah. anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and any of the uh, marine plywood, that type of thing, you could use that. And, and you know, you can use your imagination to a certain extent and use maybe materials that you have around or people are getting rid of. 
Recycled materials could well, even do the job, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, they could, yeah. So Absolutely. It's, it's a good way of just getting another area within your garden that you can grow different plants in that you might choose, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. We've got the soil that we've chosen, and now, really, we've just got to look after it, haven't we? Depending on what's in here. But, I mean, are there a few sort of things that we should have in our having our sheds ready to use? Yeah, I mean, you would essentially, once you have your raised bed, treat it like an area of your garden. So you might need to till the soil, so you might need to hoe off the weeds that you're getting in there. Um, you would need to feed the plants within that raised area, that raised bed. So something, if you're growing vegetables or flowering plants, for example, you might want to use the fostered and all-purpose plant food, which is very readily uh, dissolved and, and taken up by plants. You could also, before you begin, put in a slow-release plant food, which will carry it through for a few months, yeah. like top rows, for example. Um, so uh, so you've got the feeding, you've, you've manipulated the compost, so that's that's how you want it. You can control uh, weeds within the compost. And then, of course, there's just... Watch the, out for the pests. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. the usual, you know, pests and diseases. If you've got shrubs, maybe roses uh, that are susceptible to fungal diseases, then you'd use a systemic fungicide, something like, for example, multi-rose uh, ready to use too. We've also got the... Um, fungus phyta concentrate and fungus phyta plus which are just systemic fungicide general purpose fungicides just for ornamental plants if you've got pests uh, which you're you're likely to have you have to be realistic about these things so yep. we do have um, the an insecticide chemical in the multi-rose too so you could use that on ornamental plants but if you if you're growing edible plants um, you could use the Provado ultimate fruit and vegetable bug killer so they are we got Everything so. lined up in the shed, we've got our raised beds, and off we go. Yeah, you just need, uh, you just need a few uh, sleepers, for example, or some paving slabs, maybe a fork, a spade, just to turn over the soil. Bit. And we're done. Yeah. Well, Ken, Anita, you're the experts. I wouldn't argue with you, but I think we need a little bit of sunshine and rain as well to help that garden flourish. You've been listening to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. Check our website regularly and listen out for the next podcast. This edition brought to you by Bayer Garden. Have a good week in the garden. Thank you for listening.